Blessed is this virtual space in which we gather. Holy is this place. Holy are the places of memory, the places which have formed us, where we store the icons of success and shattered dreams, where we gather threads and pieces of what we would become. Holy are the places of memory. Holy are the places of the dream, the places over the rainbow, where all children are nurtured, all people are fed, where diverse colours are the source of celebration and youth and age come to the table as one. Holy are the places of the dream. Holy are the places of change and pain, the places of our struggle and endurance, where the rivers of our lives run choppy and fast and we hold on and hold on and grow. Holy are the places of change and pain. Holy are the places of connection, the places where we risk ourselves, where hearts touch hearts, touch souls, touch minds, and in awareness still we change our lives. Holy are the places of connection. Holy are the places of becoming, the places of clear vision, where life and world are intertwined and we can see forever in this moment and give thanks. Holy are the places of becoming. Blessed is this virtual space in which we gather. Holy and whole making is this space. These words by Unitarian Universalist Minister Maureen Caloran. They welcome all those who've gathered here on Zoom this Sunday morning for our worship today. Welcome to regular members of the congregation, to any friends and visitors who might be with us today. Also, anyone who might be listening in via the podcast or watching on YouTube at a later date. For anyone who doesn't know me, my name's Jane Blackhall. I've been part of the congregation for 22 years. I'm currently the ministry coordinator and just finishing up my ministry training with Unitarian College. If anyone's here for the first time today, a particular welcome to you. We're glad that you found us, however you found us. Please do hang around afterwards for a chat or drop us an email to introduce yourself if you'd like, or you might want to think about coming to one of our other small group activities during the week because they're a good way to get to know people and make deeper connections. But there is no pressure. It's all right to quietly lurk. You don't have to join in with anything. It is totally fine to keep your camera switched off this morning. We do like to see people's faces because it helps us maintain our sense of community while we're online. But in the end, we mainly want everyone to just feel comfortable. You know how to find us if you want to say hello later on. Welcome to, of course, if you are a regular. Welcome home, perhaps I could say. Thank you for all your commitment and care. Thank you for all you do to welcome all who come. All the ways you look out for each other in this community that has a life way beyond our Sunday morning gatherings. We each have a part to play in co-creating this sacred space in offering hospitality even here on Zoom. Whoever you are, however you are, whatever side you got out of bed this morning, you are welcome here just as you are. This morning's service, which I will be co-leading with our very own Harold Lorenzelli, is titled The Long View. This theme was chosen entirely in Harold's honour. He's been part of this congregation for 50 years now. So I've asked him to reflect on the perspective he's gained by his long-standing commitment and involvement through thick and thin. And we'll hear what he has to say about that a little later on in the service. 
more broadly, we'll be reflecting on the stability we might gain from long-term attachment to a particular community or place or practice, and the mix of continuity and change we will likely experience over the years. But now I'll light our chalice, as we do each Sunday and at other times when we gather. This simple ritual connects us with Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists the world over, and it reminds us of the historic and proudly progressive religion of which this gathering is part. We gather this morning bringing our joys and concerns. We come together in hope. We greet each other warmly with our voices and our smiles. We come together in peace. We light the chalice to celebrate our interdependence and our unity. We come together in harmony. We share our growth and our aspirations. We come together in wonder. We share our losses and our disappointments. We come together in sorrow. We share our concern and our compassion. We come together in love. We come to this place bringing our doubts and our faith. We come together as seekers. We sing and pray and listen. We speak and read and dream. We think and ponder and reflect. We cry and laugh and share stillness. We mourn and celebrate and meditate. We strive for justice and mercy. We come together in worship. And let's take all those joys and concerns we heard expressed and those that we're holding silently, let's hold them in compassion and loving kindness as we move into an extended time of prayer now. This prayer is based on some words by Harry Lismashaw. He was a prominent Unitarian minister who died in the mid 70s. So these words are from at least 50 years ago, but there's much about the human condition that doesn't much change. So these words I think still speak to us this morning. Let's first each do what we need to do to get ourselves into the right state of body and mind to pray together. Maybe shift your position, intentionally adopt a prayerful posture, whatever that looks like for you. Whatever helps you get your heart in the right place to be fully present with yourself, with each other and with that larger presence which holds us all. Spirit of life, God of all love, in whom we live and move and have our being. As we turn our attention to the depths of this life, the cosmic mystery and wisdom that abides in all that is, we tune into your presence within us and amongst us. Here on this quiet Sunday morning, we've gathered once again to seek something without which our lives would be strangely empty. We cannot always put clearly to ourselves what it is we expect, but we know that if our hearts are open and receptive, 
there is a holy gift to be received from our presence here. We come with a sense of responsibility for the world in which we live. We are deeply concerned about many things which seem to have gone sadly astray. There are sorrows which touch the lives of others and fears which haunt our own days. Conflict and unease reverberate amongst our communities, writ large and small. We come with a sense of responsibility for our own lives. We have work to do in the maintenance of our homes, relationships and livelihoods. Often we grow weary and discouraged, yet we know that others depend on us and we strive to be faithful and committed in our endeavours. We have perhaps a sense of responsibility for this very congregation too. Much depends on our faith in these times of change and strife. We have a sense of responsibility towards one another and towards all those whose paths cross ours in life. We each can make or mar another's peace. We can build one another up or tear each other down. So we ask for light to see things in proportion, to see a little further forward on our way. We ask for strength and courage and patience to walk in it. We ask for kindness and compassion in our hearts to understand the needs of those who depend upon us. And in a few moments of quiet reflection now, let us seek a higher perspective, a longer view. Starting right where we are, let us shift our awareness ever outward in radiating circles of concern. Let's bring to mind those we know to be struggling this day, perhaps including ourselves. Those friends and family we hold dearest, our neighbours in community, and others all around the globe who we may only have heard about on the news. And let's take some time to send our prayers of loving kindness to all who suffer. Let's look back over the last week, taking time to notice what was good, to count our blessings, all the ways in which others have helped or encouraged us, inspired or delighted us, all the goodness and the beauty we've known even in the midst of struggle. And let's take time to give prayers of thanks for all the good we've been given.
spirit of life, God of all love, we offer up our joys and our concerns, our hopes and our fears, our beauty and our brokenness. And we call on you for insight, healing and renewal. As we look forward now to the coming week, help us to live well each day and to be our best selves, using our unique gifts in the service of love, justice and peace. Amen. Time for us to sing together now. Our first hymn is Let Love Continue Long. It's got a simple message, but one that never really goes out of fashion. It speaks of the power of love to see us through hard times. The words will be on your screen in a moment, so you can sing along, or you might prefer to listen to this by the Unitarian Music Society. We will do our best to make sure that everyone is muted, so no one will hear you if you do join it.
This morning's reading uh, by the Unitarian Universalist Minister Alex Klingenberg reflects on the habit we humans sometimes have for making change for the sake of change in our lives and perhaps introducing unnecessary drama as a result. As this particular moment in history when we've got quite enough stress and trauma to be getting on with, perhaps we could do with reflecting on the value of stability in our lives. This piece opens with some words from the humanistic psychologist Carl Rogers, who famously said, the curious paradox is that when I accept myself just as I am, then I change. Alex Klingenberg continues. When things in my life are unmoored and emotional vertigo sets in, I like to watch mellow, low stakes TV, things like the Great British Bake Off and predictable, predictable rom-coms from the 90s. Shows that have essentially no conflict outside of all my daily challenges. They help me find my centre and they give me something simple that I can count on. One of my great frustrations is when a favourite TV series decides it's time for a plot twist. I can almost imagine the room of writers chatting together and saying, things are getting stale, let's switch things up before we lose our audience. Suddenly, the characters I've come to rely on begin to act completely out of character. Places that I love burn down, relationships I cherish fall apart. No, I scream at them from my bed, and sometimes popcorn throwing is involved. I think about this often with regards to congregational life. As a minister, it's easy to believe that what we do is getting stale. It's easy to get bored with our own consistency, simplicity and predictability. We get bored sometimes with what we're creating, even if it's exactly what everybody else needs. We begin to hold meetings about how we can switch things up, as though we're yelling, plot twist, just as someone else's life might be dealing them an unwelcome plot twist of their own. Often what people in the congregation need is a low conflict, gentle place to land. They need the Great British Bake Off with its gentle humour and scenes of baby lambs frolicking, not Game of Thrones. I don't think we should switch things up just to switch things up. I say this with some humility as someone who loves innovation and starting new things. I have to remind myself just at the point when you're getting bored, everyone else is just beginning to see what it is you're trying to do. Change must come and resisting necessary change is detrimental. But we, make that I, need to remember that changes can be powerful even when they're subtle. When we can gently hold things steady, the changes instead come from within. That's where the real growth happens. Words by Alex Klingenberg on the value of continuity and stability in our lives. So we're moving now into a time of meditation. I'm going to offer just a few words, a few things you might like to ponder connected to this theme of taking the long view. These words will take us into a time of shared stillness. There'll be a few minutes of silence during which we'll have our virtual chalice cam on screen in case it helps to focus on the flame. And the silence will come to an end with some gentle music played by Benji Del Rosario and Peter Crockford. This is um, accompanied by some restful footage of clouds bobbing by. This is a new innovation this week because we didn't have a performance video. So let's each do what we need to do to get comfortable. Have a wiggle if you need to. Perhaps put your feet flat on the floor to ground yourself. You might want to close your eyes. 
as we enter into this time of meditation, I invite you to consider your own long view. What are the sources of stability and steadiness in your life? What have been the regular fixtures and good habits? Are there communities or places or people or practices that have been a constant for you in the long term? And if not, are there communities or places or people or practices that you would like to commit to now? Consider perhaps the long view you've gained or might yet gain by cultivating such a fixed point of stability in your life. What for you are the gifts or perhaps the challenges of putting down roots in this way? What stayed constant and what's changed for better or worse over the years? In this time of silence, you might like to reflect on those questions, but as always, you are absolutely welcome to meditate in your own way.
I wonder where you all stand when it comes to the notion of the shape our lives have taken. Obviously, it's a viewpoint that gains advantage with the passing of the years. Yet no matter what our pathway, however short or long, we can all look back on that period of time which constitutes our past and see a shape or indeed a lack of one as we gaze back over our shoulder at what has become of our lives. It's quite possible we may discern a pattern shaped by principles or design. It's equally possible we may discover a shapeless, incoherent picture whose only impulses were random and arbitrary, or perhaps a mixture of the two. Whatever the case, no one would deny that while the present is in the making and the future a distant dream, we have all had a past. Now, I hear you asking what has got into me this morning. Well, the fact of the matter is that for better or worse, as Jane mentioned earlier, I have been associated with this church for almost exactly 50 years, give or take a month either side. I came because my partner at the time insisted I accompany him to his church on Sunday morning. Well, the relationship floundered, but I stayed on and joined the choir when a vacancy for baritone came up. The rest is history, as they say. In the early days, there was a great deal of sacred music, but over the years, we ventured into secular music too. And more recently, I was even persuaded by a very dear member of the congregation to sing Fields of Gold. I loved it, as a matter of fact. Alas, over this last year, my involvement in the musical tradition of the church has dwindled, a sad legacy of COVID. But there it is. My contribution to the musical life of the church is a fact. Did I ever imagine I would be here after 50 years? No, to be honest, I didn't plan it. It just happened. Yet, I had discovered an environment that I fitted in with and found pleasure in a place where I could use my modest talents, hopefully enhancing the experience of those who came to worship here. That may sound rather grand. It isn't meant to. So no grand plan, simply a series of small gestures responding to a need and accumulating over time. Many years ago, while she was ironing, I asked my mother what she thought we were put on this earth for. She paused and then said that she thought she was there to look after myself, my brother and sister, and of course, dad. She blushed as she spoke, modesty gaining the upper hand. Now, no one, as far as I recall, has ever asked me that. In some respects, it's the sort of question you might pose when living through significant events, when we are challenged by life. From great moments, there emerge significant reactions. Yet life for some of us is often a response to events rather than led by some profound inner belief. Great tragedy and high comedy alike, each in their turn, 
elicit reactions which shape our inner lives. So gradually, imperceptibly, we become who we are, not necessarily influenced by some grand design pulled this way and that along life's uncertain pathway. I suppose what I'm trying to say is that I've never felt a guiding hand. Let others judge me as they will, find me lacking in certain areas or abundant in other qualities. I leave it to others to make of me what they will. It's clear, however, from what I've said about that this church has, to some extent, had a hand in making me what I have become. But what that is, I'm never quite sure. In an idle moment a week or two back, I was watching one of those programs where people search for their dream home abroad. The couple involved kept changing their mind about what their priorities were as they moved from house to house. Eventually, they found what they were looking for. Their guide made the remark that you never recognize your dream until you're actually in it. Maybe that's how it is with me. Things feel more or less all right at the present. I'm reminded of the old Shaker song. One line goes thus. It is the gift to come down where we ought to be. And when we find ourselves in the place just right, it will be in the valley of love and delight. I was recently up in the Peak District area, which is a kind of Middle England, if you don't know it. Beautiful rolling hills and valleys, magical streams running through the dales, lambs calling out to their mothers, dappled suns, shaded spots, that sort of thing. As I walked and drove around, I was overcome with a sense of peace and serenity. Don't get me wrong, it wasn't all rural idyll. I got lost several times and kindly strangers occasionally had to point me in the right direction. Nevertheless, it was a blissful experience. And I asked myself a question. Was the serenity I felt in me or in the natural landscape that was indeed balm to my soul? Whatever the case, for a few days, I felt at ease with myself and the world. We fitted in with each other perfectly. I was right with myself and the place was right for me. Reflecting on my place in this church, I guess there has been a similar action at work. Just as distance lends perspective to our view of the world, just as those ancient landscapes found a response in me, so looking back at my involvement with Essex Church, I have come to realize the importance of this place in my life thus far. So far then, so good. Or better still, not too bad. And so I wish you all an excellent continuation of the day so far. Thank you, Harold. Can I book you in now for another one when it's your 60th anniversary? <laughs> I wonder how many of us here this morning will clock up 50 years. It's an interesting thought. 
time for us to sing once again <clears throat> our second hymn is that one that harold just made reference to true simplicity or it is a gift to be simple it's one we used to sing a lot 20 odd years ago when i first came to the church not so much these days though and it's about time we put that right <clears throat> so feel free to sing along with the unitarian music society or simply listen it is a gift to be simple a few brief announcements thanks again to harold for giving our address today to maria for co-hosting and overcoming last minute technical hitches thanks to janine for all her invisible but essential work behind the scenes in training up our zoom hosts thanks to benji and peter for our lovely music this morning and abby for some nifty editing as ever there are a number of opportunities to hang out and have a chat in the week ahead coffee mornings at half 10 on tuesday morning always excellent conversation you can get to meet liz's iron newcomers are always welcome heart and soul our contemplative spiritual gathering is twice a week this week the topic is kindness we've got a few spaces left tonight at seven or next friday at seven in these sessions we can reflect on all life's ups and downs together and share our collective wisdom heart and soul regulars speak of the heart and soul family because the connections are so deep there there are details of all these events in the weekly email and don't forget you can email me anytime to be in touch drop us a line to say hello also again i want to encourage you to reach out to each other during the week this church very much has a life beyond sunday mornings on zoom and we can be a source of mutual support as we continue to process and deal with these incredibly challenging times we're all going through you might think to check in with each other with a text or an email or pop along to one of these events to connect more deeply if you're relatively new to the congregation these small groups are a great way to find your way in i also want to remind you about a couple of national unitarian events that are coming up um, 
next weekend on the 14th of August, there's a one day online gathering of the Unitarian Music Society with hymn singing and talks and a quiz and more. And a week after that, starting on the 21st, is this year's online summer school. Um, I'll be doing the worship on the first night and we've got a great lineup of speakers the following Monday to Friday, giving hour long talks on the theme, Why Are We Here? Discerning Our Unitarian Mission in an Upturned World. Um, the details of those events and how to sign up are in the weekly email. It is free, but you do need to get your name on the list. Don't forget, we've got virtual coffee time after the service. If you want to hang around and chat, if you can bear it, I like to take a group photo after the closing music. And we'll be back here next week on Zoom at 10 when it's Karina and Sarah leading the service. Feel free to share the link with friends. I'm going to be off the next two Sundays as I desperately try to finish up all my coursework for the ministry training. So, yeah, wish me luck. We've just got our closing words and closing music now. So once again, I invite you to select gallery view so that we feel a sense of connection and community for the words of benediction. Go now in peace. Hold in your heart the certainty that the spirit of life is always at hand. The God of all love goes with you. When your heart is broken and your soul is weary, when you're filled with gladness, when you soar with sweet joy, you are never alone, never apart from the one that resides within us, the one that guides our lives and cherishes us always. So take comfort, friends. Go well and blessed be. Amen.